Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Cloud Architects Podcast. We are back together again. I know it looks like we might be, uh, you know, commentating on an NFL game with the uh, two by two uh, frames here, but we're actually in the same building, all of us. We've actually dubbed this Cloud Architect Day. And as you can see, yes. our guest today, Alistair Fugit, is actually kitted out in, in, in all of the Cloud Architect swag from uh, Ignite 2019, which was really right. the last time we were all together. So super excited. It's a great day in Cape Town. In person. In person. We're in Cape Town. Um, and we're very, very excited to, to kind of have another episode and just talk about 2020, right? And 2022 um, and whatever, all the highlights that we think are coming up in 2022. So with me, joined by Nicholas Blank. Hey. Uh, Warren the Toy is here. Hi. Slightly <laughs> delayed as usual. And, uh, and of course, our guest, uh, Alistair Fusion. And Alistair, we're going back to uh, episode two, right? You were like the very first guest on the show. So it's been a while. I don't even know when that was. I just know that that <laughs> Nick said I needed to talk to people about mics. Yeah. No, it that was, was about um, personal branding. Personal branding. Oh, right. Right. I've got a slide that I can pull up if, if we need to uh, revisit that. No. Yeah, but I think okay. we're, we're probably going back to 2017. I think mm. it was oh, wow. when that happened. Yes, so, it would have been. I was in in an old house in Highfall. Yeah, Jesus, is that long ago? Mm. Wow, weird. So I, mean, I must say, you know, it's been it's been an intense or well, couple of years. I think everyone's been in the same boat, right, for the last couple of years. But certainly, lots of changes all around for all mm. of us over the the last uh, six months. Mm. You know, I have uh, relocated back from from Texas back to Australia. Um, so kind of getting settled back into life in Sydney. I know you guys all have lots of things going on in your lives. And you came to South Africa, to Cape Town for this one show. That's dedication, <laughs> long trip. Folks. Long trip. Yep. I, I will say there was a lot of bacon involved in the uh, in the bribing <laughs> and the making of this episode. So check out the socials. You'll probably see mm. um, some pictures of just random bacon. But uh, yeah. you know, if you need an explanation for that, that's because you know that was part of the bribe to, yes. to get over here. So. Um, needless to say, so it's been it's been a lot of fun. I think a lot has happened in the, in the industry right over the last uh, couple of years. We've seen this kind of forced to remote work. Um, many organisations, and I think we all expected this in the you know it, with the work from home culture that many organisations were not going to go back to the traditional working mm. from the office uh, um, sort of method, right? And I think we're seeing a lot of this hybrid, what they call it hybrid. You know, where you go in the office sometimes, some days, but you're working from home most of the majority or, or make it work the way. And I think recruiters are using this now as well because it's a really good way to recruit talent to make uh, folks feel comfortable working in the environment where they are most productive. And so I think we've seen this happening. The industry has had to catch up, right? We've had to, you know, we saw a lot of customers have to kind of scramble to get to um, enabling this remote work. So Teams, for one, was something that just took off over the last couple of years. Um, but I think we're going to see some some new changes and trends coming uh, in 2022, and I think that's the reason for for this conversation. Is like, what you know, what do you? I was keen to hear what you guys think because I have some thoughts as well, as always. So you know, I don't know. Throw it a bit of Warren. What are you thinking, Warren? What do you what do you Ooh, see? Oh no, I see lots of stuff happening, and you know what? The one thing I don't want to talk about is the metaverse. So we'll shut that down right now. Thanks very much. Okay, let's move on. I think. Um, Hybrid, it's going to be a big thing uh, for me and for a lot of hybrid, multi-cloud, that sort of stuff. Um, nobody's going to any single place anymore, um, whether they decide to keep their stuff on-premises, whether they're locked into 
data sovereignty for specific reasons, whether they're part AWS, part Azure, part GCP, doesn't, I, yeah, I don't see people putting things all into one basket anymore. Um, they use- well, Let's talk about that for, for mm. a second though, right? So we know, of course, we, we love Azure, Azure is our thing, but we also, mm respect what Amazon is doing with AWS and, and there's a lot of it's, it's not what you said last night Chris you didn't say that last <laughs> night right? it's a very different conversation we had last night <laughs> but I mean really who are the players right because it seems yeah. like every man and his dog has their own cloud at the moment right realistically can we take Google and Alibaba and IBM and all of these other vendors seriously is this a two-horse race still or, or yet I mean, what do you what do you think when you say depends on where you are in the world if you're in china the two other horses aren't necessarily an option for you or right, if you're chinese right. aligned then it's uh, alibaba or huawei or tencent okay and the americans just aren't a choice for you right and american vendors are very much not the flavor of the day and if you look at the, the relative size of the Chinese economy in relation to the American economy and, and what that looks like, we could see a shift of relevance coming in the next few years where, by default, a Chinese provider has to become globally relevant. And that's a good point, right? The region, the region always matters. You, you tend to forget, if you work in a large region, you tend to forget that other regions exist. Like Germany. Right, right. So... And Fair again, enough. it's all about and, and what 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 is the end goal? What is it that they're trying to achieve? I mean, sometimes staying, believe it or not, staying on premises actually just is the best way to have Indeed. something. Believe it or not, yes. right? I mean, and you know, it just it just is. But we've got all of these beautiful things that are available in cloud policies and security and controls and. AI and you look at things like our best friend Purview and uh, Defender for Cloud and all that lovely stuff that, that's there, but you'd like to enable it in those multi-cloud pieces and sort of have, you know, sort of those single pane of glass views, yeah. you know, very similar to the products of the olden days. I mean, I remember we used to have products back in the day that used to manage multiple products all the time. I remember how we used to have like that one pane of glass view and then it used to like manage all those bits and pieces and sort of put them together. And it's sort of going back that way, right? System center. It's system center in a way, yeah, 100%. But now it's like system center for clouds. It's called yes. Defender <laughs> 4 and end the sentence, right? Because yeah. there's Defender for everything. Defender for cloud, yeah. That's your new single pane of glass, right? Exactly. They just need to rename Sentinel to um, Defender for Sentinel and then, then we find <laughs> Yes. Well, you know, that's a good point. I, I saw this, uh, and it was a tweet uh, on Twitter the other day where it was like marketing departments and, the, and their, you know, uh, MOs and, and Microsoft was always renaming product, right? Google's was like destroying product. Yeah. But like they buy something and then they kill it, uh, <laughs> which is pretty on brand for them. Um, I can't remember any of the others, but those were the two that stood out for me was Microsoft always renaming. Mm. And I, I came across a site recently and I might have favorited it on Twitter, which was basically someone has a project of, like all the Microsoft names. So if you if you uh, are looking for a Microsoft product, you can go to the site and put in the old <laughs> name and tell you where it is yeah. now. I need to find it. Yeah, I got to I got to find it and I'll tweet it because I, I found like super useful because I, I can't remember. We'll take that for the show notes, please. We'll is there show notes, Nick? Because this yes. is the third Actually, show that I've been with you on with you that you reference show notes. 
And but the show and, notes and, come after yeah. when we publish the show. That's right. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> See, in, in this show, we, we have some maturity in our show notes because Chris <laughs> is the maturity. I, I, I can strongly believe that, yes. Yes. Chris is the responsible adult for the show. Warren and I show up and... Um, Yes, did so I mention he's, all the he's a responsible <laughs> adult? So, okay, so Warren, you're, you're, saying, you're saying for 2022, Warren, uh, hybrid cloud, you think is going to be is going to be the thing that a lot of organizations are going to kind of yeah. be gravitating towards? Because mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. folks have now at least starting to get a hang of this, this cloud thing, right? Mm -hmm. I think we've, we've had enough maturity now in the market where people understand what the cloud is. And, mm -hmm. and you're not going into any environment anymore where they have zero cloud. Yeah. So I think that makes sense. Mm. What, what do you think for 2022, Nick? I think one of the things that we're going to be seeing is a maturing in the security space of how customers actually use security. Mm -hmm. And we're going to go get away from features and vendors into mm -hmm. disciplines that actually make sense in cloud mm -hmm. because now we're forced to. And... The reason why I'm saying that is our attack surface in cloud is that much larger as mm -hmm. it is on-premises compared to on-premises, as mm -hmm. you know. And with that, if we don't adopt a wholesale change or even a maturing of methodology, mm -hmm. not saying that on-premises methodology is all bad or all old, but once we go to cloud and we actually start embracing a security methodology and we're mature in that, I think that's one of the big things that we're going to be seeing out of 2022, the maturing of cloud-based or cloud-born security methodologies. Okay. I, that's interesting because I think that touches on something that I've been thinking about, which is the sort of concept of best of platform mm. versus best of breed, right? And I think we've talked about it on the show before where historically folks would go out and buy what they called best of breed mm. and and you ended up with these silos of of, of product and if you non-integrated non-integrated products right but it, look, it makes a lot more sense these days to look at your platform as a whole and yes. leverage the tools that are there and that you've already purchased mm. and so something i've been thinking about is organizations becoming a little bit more mature in the whole making sure they use their platform as a whole yes. right so things like on the security side i think defender um, for Endpoint specifically, I think is going to have a big year this year. I think we've seen a lot of interest in it already right. uh, over the last couple of years with, with the Broadcom acquisition of Symantec was one mm. of the reasons why folks were going. But I think a lot of organizations are starting to look at what they own and say, well, hang on, why do I have to pay for this third yes. party tool to do something that I already own? Yes. Right. So, so we're going to, and I think that another example of that is um, intelligent work things like Viva, right? And those types of uh, platforms. So that's something, and I think that kind of works well with what you said as well, mm. like um, process and, and and it's not just about the tool. Stop buying stuff. Well, this, the, of all the shows that we've done lately, and, and Alistair and I have a show called SCI Fridays where we've, we, we, we wrestle in very short bites around mm. a topic. And one of the major things that has come out of all our guests is stop buying stuff. Yep. And that takes me nicely into the... The second one, because you've mentioned Viva, yeah. I believe that this year Viva is going to mature. And the reason why I say that is that, in my opinion, Microsoft launched Viva into the void that was created with the mess that was COVID. Mm -hmm. And it addressed a very real pain. 
However, we understand that Microsoft is also really good at pivoting, mm -hmm. right? And that he's, he's, he's being so considerate, but he's actually starting to twitch. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll finish this thought and then I'll hand over to Alistair. Flux so, teams, right? I put my hand up. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who, who are driving and who are wondering what's going on who can't see the screen, Alistair's standing there with his, hand up, with his hand up and he's doing the analog equivalent of putting his hand up in Microsoft Teams. And so we see that hand and we acknowledge it and, and we'll come back to that. Or actually, why don't we, we let you finish the, the thought on Viva? It's just another product, right? They talk about employee engagement and they give it, they, they come up with a TLA, another three letter acronym, EXP, right? That's what Yammer was supposed to be before Microsoft bought Yammer. That's what Enterprise Social was all about. Yammer. And then because everyone started working at home and worrying about their existence, they added wellness to Yammer and they glued it together. And then they didn't use Yammer, they used SharePoint. And now all of a sudden you've got Viva fronted with teams around my analytics because they just supersized that, right? They threw a little Red Bull into the, and this show is not sponsored by Red Bull, right? No. Um, they threw a little bit of energy drink into, into my analytics and delve and da 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 da. You had topics and and insights, right, into employee wellness, and they came up with 470,000 emojis to express how humans are feeling. And then they said, well, it's not for Yammer because we need to give it a new name, Viva. Viva in South Africa means something completely different to what Viva means in the rest of the world, right, because it's a it's, – it's <laughs> coming back to what you were saying and, and, and uh, Goose, Microsoft is – and I used to – it only worked in South Africa and, and in Australia, is that I called Microsoft 365 the Jacques Callis of IT, right? So Jacques Callis in the cricket world is the world's best all-rounder. And we are finding, to your point, Nick, that conversations with customers are really, well, what do we have? What are we paying for? And how do we decom what we don't need in view of what we already have? And I think I support that message, Nick. I'm, I'm not too sure about Viva. Um, I like the concept, but it's really around operational change. And if you don't have a program to support the technology, it's not going to work. That's why Yammer doesn't get rolled out uh, the way it should be rolled out, because enterprise social is not viewed as, as, as ambassadors of change inside of your organization. You need a model on the back of that to drive that, and then it becomes real, and it's a culture change, right? That's why Yammer hasn't done much in that space because it has to be a business-driven decision, not a technical decision. And I think Viva is great. Viva Connect is spectacular because you can surface SharePoint, the real ECM, inside of Teams as a as a uh, I can't say first class, but first something citizen. I'm not allowed to say first class. Why not? Because it's the world. Yeah, really? you can't say first class. Um, it's a first something citizen. Um, so it's got full fidelity inside of Teams, right? And and that for me is the game changer because you can take the publishing features of SharePoint and the presentation layer to people inside of Teams using platforms like SharePoint, which is all about web content management. Viva, not so much. So I'm not saying that Viva, for now, that step away. this is the year of Viva. No. I think next... I'm going to do something that says year of Yammer, though. Well, isn't every year the year of Yammer? Exactly. I, I think you know, Viva... Yammer was 2019. Yes, not this year and the two years following will become a thing because mm. we'll figure out what to do with Fair it. Fair enough. I, I definitely, I mean, I think to the point, you know, to summarize the, the very lengthy 
conversation we've just had here, I think it's going to be, I mean, there's a maturing, right, of mm -hmm. organizations around what they need to be doing for security, what they need to be doing for employee engagement, all of these things. And I think as part of that, I think we're going to see uh, organizations look at what they already own and, mm -hmm. and try and make the most of it. That, that was kind of where, where I think Agreed. we were heading with that. Al, tell us how you really feel about uh, 2022. What, do you, what should we be, we be looking out for? What, what do you it's, think? It's V2 of 2020, right? That's where we're at right now. And up until everyone accepts the fact that you will all get COVID in some way, shape, or form, and let's open the borders, not wear masks, let's jump on a plane. I'm, I'm double shot. I've had COVID before, so it's not like I'm pro or anti-vaxxing. Get vaccinated, get your booster, and live your life, right? So for me, the predictions for 2022, coming to what Nick was saying, because I, I have to side with him for obvious reasons. Uh, <laughs> so much has changed. <laughs> so governance, risk, and compliance, right, is, is something that we always talk to. And when you look at the new products coming from Microsoft Purview, naturally, uh, a GA September 28th last year, it's, it's, a big, it's a big tool around data classification and categorization. And that's all the rage right now. Also, Microsoft's got new stuff in the compliance center around what they, they've they've Privacy management uh, has got its own blade now inside of the compliance center called Priva, P-R-I-V-A. So go to compliance.microsoft.com right at the bottom, just above settings. There's a tab that says Priva. Click on it. Look at what you can do around trial. Yes, um, it is coming. They are updating SC400 to reflect those things. When's the show airing? Because I don't think I can say that. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just beep it. But, but for me, when we start looking at attaching tech to business, having conversations with customers around governance, risk, and compliance. Um, they're starting to understand that expiration, deletion, retention, and data loss are four different things, and archiving five. And, and that's important for, for, for me to look at, right? The customers are starting to unpack what that world looks like from a governance, risk, and compliance perspective. Because organizations have policies in the, in the company, right, that's in a file the rack of files somewhere, right? That always mm -hmm. stayed there. There's a governance policy that says you need to do that. And now moving to the cloud, they need to adopt those principles. And mm -hmm. that for me is going to be outside of what Nick said on the security side, because we have a show called this year, Friday show in this part. Um, it is, yeah, I can't, but well, it, it, is it live now? Possibly when we're recording this. But governance, risk, and compliance definitely at the forefront because people all know about the cloud. And they, if they're not moving, now they're about to move and they need to make sure that they have the guardrails in place. So the cloud experience is good, right? It's not like a bad rash that you can't get rid of. Um, that's not what the cloud is. I think we've gotten past cost management when it comes to the cloud. People understand that there is a model for that. And now it's really around security and compliance and identity management and what that means to organizations when they want to make sure that posture management, which is also a thing, um, is, is better in the cloud. So 2022 or 2020 V2 is all about security posture management. You know, I, I think actually, that, uh, you, okay, you go. I was going to say, I think that, that, that kind of really echoes something I've been thinking about a lot lately, which is data security, right? Mm -hmm. Data security has kind of been something that's been on my mind a, a fair bit. And we did a show about that a couple of shows ago uh, about data security. And, and really, that's the start, right? Everyone thinks they go click a couple of DLP boxes. Yep. Uh, you know, now they have data security. That's not where you start for data security. You've got to start ahead of the curve with that, with the GRC stuff. Have the policies and, mm. and compliance and understand what you have. So, hey, I think that's a, that's a, that's a, winning, uh, a winning formula there. Sorry, Warren, I cut you off. No, you didn't, because I was going to take this a completely separate way. 
Okay. Because, you know, we haven't had a good conversation since the, the dawn of 2022, right? So you guys being exchange dudes, I wanted to see how you felt Stop about sure. when it ticked over to 2022 and every single exchange service stopped sending mail. <laughs> so I, I, um, I, I was on holiday, right? Vacation for the, you didn't for care, for the Americans. Guys. Uh, when when this all was going down, um, but I I have kind of tried to stay close to it to kind of understand exactly what it was, and and I mean it's just a bug, right? I mean ultimately it was just a poorly defined variable in some code that that, that caused it. Now I know they've done a bodge fix to make it to make it work by incrementing the the days in, in December. Um, I don't know about uh, an actual permanent fix yet, but I haven't also like I said I haven't been following it that closely. Have you? No, no, no. Um... I kind of look at how much on-premises is still left and obviously there is and there's a lot of hybrid out there. So in, in that sense, we do care about it. But it hasn't been as much of an impact as we would seem because it's not like every ATM in the world stopped working. It wasn't something like that. If this had happened four years ago, or even six years ago, I think there would have been a massive global impact. And now it was a case of, well, that was inconvenient. And I think mm. that for me kind of sums up the, the net effect of it was massively inconvenient, mm. but it didn't stop the world. Sure. This then leads me to that exchange auto discover bug, right? Okay. Was it a bug? No, but hold on. You know what I'm saying. So, Dan picking the exchange no, but people, hold on, right? hold on. It took the world by storm. It was a complete disaster, right? Yeah. But it had the same scope. For Microsoft. But it had the same scope, right? On-prem boxes. But do we, I mean, I don't know about the follow-up on this either, though. So I know, because I because I follow Amit on, on Twitter, I know that one of the clients that he found the bug in have now implemented a fix. Right, mm. but is this still happening um, with Apple clients mm. and and uh, you know mobile phones using Auto Discover? More than likely, because I don't know that there was ever a fix for mm. Microsoft. Right, I don't think Microsoft, <laughs> the the Exchange team considers this to be um, a fixable or patchable thing. Right, because it was it's a bad implementation to Discover on the client. But what I'm saying, no. but what I'm saying though is also so this Auto Discover thing didn't affect Office three six five, right? Uh, we get about on prem. Really? It was a client. It's a client side thing. So yeah, it's like petrol cars, right? We no longer care. They're going to make sure that it breaks so that you buy EVs, and then they bring in legislation that says you have to be EV capable or you pay a fine. But no, I'm just saying that the it, one. Was it's a good question. Huge, and the other one wasn't. And it was nobody cares. Purely when did media. it happen? December, no. beginning of the year. No. Does anyone still talk about exchange in that way? Outside oh, of the no. two of them, right? no. Look, there's always going to be the haters that will will find. I mean, again, um, the auto discover bug. I'm going to call it a bug. It's a known issue. It will fix the It's an issue, right? Yes, it's a thing. It is a thing, and 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 I think we talked about it in enough depth on the show. We did yeah. to understand that it's not nothing. Because mm -hmm. I think when it first broke. Very much people in, in the industry on the Microsoft side were saying, well, this is nonsense. Uh, and they were trying to discredit and they were trying to disprove. Right. I think we we dug deeply enough to understand that there was something there. Mm. Now, what the root cause of the issue was, we didn't get into that because none of us actually had hands-on code or mm. I couldn't yeah. replicate it myself. 
um, and even Amit, who we spoke to, who oh, you know yes, found this, yes. was able to wasn't yeah. able to uh, consistently replicate it, right? Yeah. And 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 he was working with Microsoft, and I felt like he had done what he needed to do mm. in order to get this into Microsoft's, into, you know, bring it to Microsoft's attention and get it into their hands. Did something more happen after that? I'm not aware that something that anything did, right? And if yeah. anyone from Microsoft is listening to this, because I know a lot of the um, you know, the former exchange PMs, etc., yeah. listen to the show. I mean, if we're wrong, please, you know, reach out. Um, I know a lot of you don't mind reaching out, so please do. And and let's let's get the record straight. Yeah. But as far as I know, nothing was ever done about it because yeah. it wasn't ever deemed to be a problem with the product. Now Microsoft did buy up a whole bunch of domains to help mitigate the mit issue. Mitigate the issue, right. So, you know, I, I don't know where, where it went, but it was bad press for them, right? And then yeah. the, 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 um, the anti-spam definitions thing that happened on New Year was, again, a lot of bad press, right? Mm. So if you look... But did um, they lose $200 billion? No, no they, they didn't. didn't. No. <laughs> and, and, and the point is often made. So if you listen to, to uh, Leo Laporte and Steve Gibson on the, uh, on the Twit network when they do security now, mm. you know, the... They're very, very harsh critics of Microsoft for that exact reason, right? Yeah. They, their, their opinion um, is that Microsoft are typically slow to move on fixing things if it's not going to hurt them, mm. right? They, and I, I don't, I'm not saying that I agree or disagree with this opinion, um, but there was certainly was for the record. No, and that's fair, right? I think <laughs> I think I don't want to get into the the, the semantics of like. Who's right and who's wrong is what I'm saying, right? About this, right? We all know that you know I, I'm a Microsoft advocate and I, I'm a big supporter of what Microsoft does. And sometimes I think the criticism is very harsh, mm. especially from that show, right? They will find anything that 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 gets. So the, the the definitions thing was another one where you know they absolutely slammed Microsoft for that. Now, are we saying that no other software in this world written by any other vendor has bugs? Why is it that the, micro, the, the magnifying glass is always shown up on Microsoft's bugs, right? I would, I would I'd venture to bet that uh, other companies, Adobe, um, <laughs> et cetera, also have very, very buggy software. So uh, what's the right thing? What's the wrong thing? I, you know, I think we have more eyes, more eyeballs than ever on any software, right? Mm. We have more people looking for bugs now than ever before. Yeah. So... You would think you're going to find a, more bugs than ever before. It's a generational thing, right? The generation right. we deal with today complains about everything. It's the problem. We breed weak humans, right? It's a cycle. <laughs> it's a thing. Seriously, it goes through. We go through generations of doing this, right? It's a. It's a proven. That's not going to be the, the name of this episode. No, no, no. Um, and, the name and, of this episode is going to be "Old Man Shouts at Cloud." <laughs> Back in my days in Rhodesia. Get off, get off my lawn, kids. Get off my lawn. <laughs> but, but the problem is everyone has a soapbox because the internet provides that. We've seen yeah, it yeah, with... It we've, we've seen it come along because everyone's been at home, nothing to do during COVID, and they just kept the Twitter handle and continue, right? So whatever they can complain about, they'll complain about, right? When things happen to vehicles, right? Tesla, autopilot, you know, if there's a problem there, people die, right? Did anyone right. die from an exchange server gang down? No. I don't even think no, people no. lost that much money, to yes. be honest. Yeah. Someone talks about a virtual world and they call it a metaverse and then people lose 200 billion. That's the problem with the world. And on that note, I know that note. Drops mic. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, if we, if we come back to 
I guess the, the topic of the day, 2022, it's going to be a lot of interesting stuff happening, I think. I think we're going to definitely see a shift into um, areas that we haven't yet explored. Any closing thoughts from anyone on that? Um, Al? Uh, I, think, I think technology adopters are maturing. Right. It's very important. They're becoming more well-read that, that resistance to change is, is changing. Also, mm -hmm. all the people that had a problem with change are starting to retire, right? Because that's the mm -hmm. demographic. Um, the old boys and the old girls are retiring. Um, and the old non-binaries, because we've got to be inclusive, uh, are retiring and they, they don't believe that security perimeter is bricks and mortar. So the adoption of the cloud is happening at a much faster rate. And, and I'm excited about where people are going when they really going to. They're going to drive this thing like a Ferrari, you know? It's like a, a rental. It's the fastest car in the world. Um, so, so they're really going to start adopting technology much faster and, with, and more purposeful, right? Because mm. they have advocates like Warren and, and Chris um, that, that give them the right advice. And, and then they have advocates like myself and Nick that have to come fix whatever wrongs Chris and Warren do into customers. <laughs> So we're going there. <laughs> uh, look, fair enough. I think um, now I don't know that we're going to see this, but I, I will say something that I really would love to see in 2022 in-person conferences. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I know we talked about this on the last episode too. And I, I love the fact that we can make conferences and events inclusive to those folks who wouldn't typically be able to attend, mm -hmm. but man, I really miss them. Yes. I, I miss oh, yeah. the, you know, the camaraderie of being able to, be at a conference mm. and you know warren misses the swag i know um but it'd be ah, miss so much of it i mean yeah warren, warren was the fomo of not getting the same t-shirt as someone else one of the other twenty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine people chicken that and was waffles. the fomo that was the fomo i mean i don't know I, I don't think um microsoft has they've shared anything about ignite this year yet um, I'd love to see I'd love to see an in-person event or a hybrid event where there's some in-person, you know, and and then the ignite of old, right? Not the not you know the online ones have been great, and I think they've done a really good job to try and keep the momentum going. Um, but really, I, I'd love to see. I know Summit is virtual this year. MVP Summit is going to be virtual. The Experts Conference is in person this year, okay. so Quest's conference is is back, and that's going to be in person. So uh, bear in mind. Generally speaking, we've got some industry alumni as well as um, MVPs, um, OEMs who, who speak at that one. That I think is is, is going to be a good one. Um, I would love to see if the folks from eNow are listening. Yep. We'd love to see an eNow event. We'd come to that. Who's eNow? Uh, is that now, now, not now, later? It's, oh. it's an exchange thing. It's the, the best party of the year. And SharePoint people are not. Is, is that not the F-Point Red party, right? That was the best party of the year. No, this one was better. Uh, Metalogics Metafest, now owned by Quest. Um, nah. Hey, Quest have had some big acquisitions over the last couple of years, haven't they? Yes. Yes. Uh, Quest have recently uh, just had another acquisition where they have been bought by private equity. All right. So that happened at the end Again. of last year. Interesting space to watch. Mm. But yeah, I think... They were bought by Dahl, bought themselves out, and now they sold again. Obviously, I think 2022 with 
the uncertainty of COVID disappearing, I think the last prediction I'm going to throw out here is the year of spend. Mm. We're going to see money flowing mm. in the industry like we haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. And I think if we look at the, the large players like Meta, who yesterday lost, uh, I think now down 26% on the share price, there's so much liquidity in the market and mm. so much liquidity in hands that hasn't been spent yet. It's the time to spend. Mm. Obviously, I think Apple's going to buy someone or a few people because they have more money than yeah. the Sony planet. Bought Bungie. Sony bought Bungie. That was yes. a thing. It's after Microsoft bought Activision. Mm. Yes, interesting. So year of acquisition is my last one. You know, what would be great is if we get hold of some Xboxes. Because I don't know about you guys, but I've been trying to buy one since August. I have three. New ones? What? No, I have one new one. I have two old yeah, ones. I've been trying to get one of the uh, Series Xs. Yes, I have August. a Series X and you really want one. Thank you, Microsoft, for my Xbox. That's not what? sponsored. I have to try and get what? one. So. You have a Series X? What? Yes, it's wonderful. Him and Chris, it's how they buy MacBooks. Same thing. They the, go to the shop together. Yes. Uh, uh, no, he does not have an X. He does. Nice. I've nice. got an X at home. It's wonderful. Yes. I love it. Anyway, handing back to you, Chris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think with that, um, there are some really good predictions there, I think. I think we're going to see a lot of this happen. But I, Nick, I, lo I love your point. I think there's going to be a lot of spend, which means for IT pros like us, it means we're going to be busy, right? And I think after the last couple of years of, you know, sitting mm -hmm. home, you know, undies, um, this is going to be great. We can get on planes it's again. For yourself, I'm an adult that gets stressed. <laughs> the year of fresh undies. The year of fresh undies. Maybe that's the name for <laughs> that's that. the name for the show. The year of fresh <laughs> undies. So yeah, but I think it's going to be. I think people to. Uh, you know, be traveling a little but bit again no. and getting to other sorts of places. So, um, hopefully, some events are coming up. And hey, if there's events we're going to, we'll keep the socials up to date so we can right. we can kind of advertise that fact. And mm. you know, we're always looking to uh, sit down with interesting people at uh, in interesting places and talk. So. Absolutely. So, if you are an interesting person hosting an interesting conference, we are happy to come to your conference. Even if you're not interesting and you're just hosting a conference, <laughs> we'll happily come to your country. And the bar just dropped. So with that, I think, um, you know, that's a, certainly a goodbye from me for today. Uh, Al, thanks for coming to the show. Really appreciate it. Not like we had to strong arm you or anything. Um, yeah, please remember to uh, like, link, and subscribe to the show. Um, uh, tune into us uh, on uh, LinkedIn on Fridays at 1, between 12 and 2. Is this where I punt SCR Fridays? Shameless punt. Have to, right? Cross-sell yeah. cross into this audience demographic, right? We're and LinkedIn you are, Yes. I just wanted to know a last, a last thing. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, our names are reversed. So um, I am Nicholas Blank. And, uh, we're on the right side. Is, we, we're we're right fine. Side. Yes, yes. It, it was too difficult. For us to do it was too I'm, difficult. I'm that guy. Yeah. Did you have to? Oh. Right. Well, with that, thank you very much. <laughs> right. And uh, we'll we'll see you next time. Hey everyone, before you go, we just wanted to say thank you for listening. We really enjoy putting this podcast together for you every two weeks. Please visit us at thearchitects.cloud, or alternatively, drop us a tweet. We'd love to hear what you have to say at the Cloud Arc. <laughs>